Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from the Fans First Sports Network Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, presenting to you another Las Vegas Raiders coach or player press conference. We are there. We are absolutely locked in, and we are part of the Las Vegas Raiders, not the organization, but we're connected to it because we are beat writers who cover it every single day. Thank you for joining us. We're so proud to be part of the Fans First Sports Network. Let's get right in to this great press conference so that you can stay as connected as we are. Yes, uh, the move on, on Marcus Peters. What uh, was behind the, the process on that, and um, who does this open the door for? Yeah, just uh, decided to move forward. I uh, wish Marcus Peters the best. We had a great conversation last night, great conversations this morning, and uh, we're just going to stick with that. In terms of, you know, replacing him? Um, well, I think, you know, you don't really replace him by his next man up mentality, right? we got some young guys here. Uh, JB, Jack Jones just got here. Hopefully get some more guys healthy in, uh, in the mix, and just a great opportunity for some of our younger players. AP, earlier in the year you had done a review and you had talked, I, I'm not quoting but paraphrasing, about getting a system in place. When you did the review yesterday, did somebody up top tell you to review it or was it just gut? You talking about a challenge? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have somebody upstairs. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So we saw Jack Jones came in in that second half and got, got the opportunity to play a little bit uh, for the first time since joining the team. Uh, what did you think of his just performance after you watched the tape? Yeah, it was good to see him get some more reps uh, in the week before against Miami. Uh, obviously, he's going to be a work in progress, learn the system and scheme. But, you know, the athleticism is there, the, the skills uh, to cover what we want to do from a schematic standpoint with PG and, and defense. Uh, he gives us some opportunities to make some plays, and obviously we go forward. You know, his, you know, his reps will grow with the, the confidence that the coaches have within him. And with Jacory and Ben, I don't know, he started the season and then he had some injuries and some ups and downs along the way. Uh, what's, what's sort of gone into his progression and, and how do you think he could maybe finish strong this, this last part of his rookie season? You know, I think when you're a rookie, you go through the roller coaster, right? The ups and downs. Start here at the high, start and play well, get nicked up a little bit, confidence, maybe a play or two here you wish you can take back. Um, and I think what Jacory has done a really good job of is just being a student of the game. He asks a lot of questions on the side, he's a sponge. Sometimes when you take a step back, it's going to be a positive going forward for us. And I really think that's going to be the case with JB. Um, he was in good spirits yesterday. He was engaged. You know, again, every week is a new week, and when we get back, we'll you know, assess it and see how it goes. And I'm sure he won't be out the lineup too long. Do you keep an eye on that, um, especially as a former player that maybe has gone through some ups and downs, um, in terms of how they're handling that? The, the, sometimes the, uh, the the natural progression of this, and sometimes where you do have to take a step back. Right. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean. Uh, it's, Remember my career, you know, started here, and sometimes you need to take a step back, you know, and really see the big pictures because you get caught up in the mix. And look, he's been training since December of last year, almost a full year. Your body is not used to it. the college football season just ended. You know, you always hear about that rookie wall. I think that's real, not just mentally, not just, not just physically, but mentally as well. And I, I think there's nothing wrong with resetting a young player, allow him to take a step back, learn from some older guys, get some more coaching time individually more film study, and then get better on the practice field, and then that hopefully you know, shows up on game day. AP, there's been 179 NFL games played so far this year, and only two teams, you and the Eagles, have had a game with no penalties. It's the first time since 2000 the Raiders have done it. It, it plagued this team prior to you taking over. What have you done to clean that up so dramatically? I think just attention to details. I, I really, you look at, I think the first game was 3-3 three, three, and then 5 against the Dolphins and 0. Uh, we're trending the right way. 
obviously that's a negative. You hear most coaches say just three max, you know what I mean? I'm saying why three at all? Um, I think guys have really done a good job and really go to our coaches, the technique and the fundamentals that we, we talk about in practice. I mean, we still got four or five individual periods each and every day that we work on those things. The lower, the later in the season you get, you can't have all the reps, right? So now you get more into the, the sound and being fundamentally sound as a team, and that's what we want to be, taking care of the football, something else we did really well yesterday. We've had two games like that in the last four. So just having those progressions, right, each and every week. Last week, just go back, three turnovers, five penalties. This week, no turnovers, no penalties. And that's what you want to see with your team growing, especially in the later part of the season. Coach, throughout your career as a player and a coach, what would you say are some positives you could take away from having a bye later in the season? Get healthy. Get healthy. 12 straight weeks in National Football League, um, that's tough. That's tough. That's, that's hard on the body. And for our guys, they fought. You saw Max Crosby did a hell of a job coming out there. Colt Miller coming back. For those guys to come back and not have an extra you know, seven or so days to get ready before our next game, before we play the Vikings, it's huge for our team. Also, I think you know, it's, it's also an opportunity for us to reset mentally. You know, it's been a lot of uh, trying times this year, you know, a lot of ups and downs. And um, you sit back, you sit, you think about it, you spend some time with your family. And then, you know, come towards the end of the week, you start missing football again. That Friday, that Saturday, Sunday, you're not playing. Get these guys back in the building on Monday and we're ready to roll. There's, there's reports out that Roddick Teamer is being waived. Is that something you can comment on? Or? Yeah, we decided to part ways. Um, obviously, there was an incident that, that kind of led to that. What's the lesson uh, of that for, for your team? Um, you know, and is it worth having a, a conversation with the team about it? Yeah, it is. I mean, just making smart decisions. Uh, I think it goes for all of us. Uh, ultimate respect for Teamer as a person. Got to know him well. I had a lot of good conversations with him. Wished him the best. Um, sometimes it's wrong timing, bad timing. And this is one of those cases. Decided to move forward. Um, but I think all our guys need to understand this. You know, whatever you do on and off, off the field affects the decisions that are going to be made in this building, and we're going to do the best to protect the brand, the shield, and the Raiders organization. AP, several of your players on both sides of the ball have discussed their input in the game plan. It's being listened to. It's being acclimated. How much of that comes from your experience as a player where you thought, like, man, I could offer, I need you to listen to me, or how much does it just come from a coaching philosophy? Uh, a little bit of both. I have been coaching for quite a while now and obviously played as well. I think the input that you get there, um, especially from your good players, right? It's, I know you talked about it, right? Jacobs and uh, Devontae. You'd be foolish not to listen to them. What they think works best for them and what they can do. I think that you didn't have to incorporate within what you're trying to do with your scheme. And it, does that fit in for this opponent? And every week it doesn't work out that way. Right? Some weeks it's, it's 100%. We take everything, all the input. Other weeks it's like, eh, we've got to put this on the back burner. But what also that does is it put everybody together, right? Players, the coaches, they're connected. They're working with one another. It's a team wins, a team loss. I've said that before. I think it's important that everybody has a voice. But at the end of the day, myself, the coordinators have to make that decision. Coach, what's the sure. biggest area of progression you've noticed in Aiden O'Connell's game? Just now five games, you know, good sample size. What's a big area that you've noticed now? Much calmer, more poised on the sideline. Doesn't look rattled, doesn't look kind of wide-eyed a little bit. I do think the game is slowing down. I don't think it's there yet for him. Uh, that, that takes a while for all of us. But I do see a guy that's progressing as far as his mental capacity, what we're able to do. Are we doing more with him? I don't know. Are we doing less with him? I don't know. I think we're doing just enough to allow him to have a, a pretty good performance yesterday. Took care of football. O-line did a great job. He didn't get hit until late in the fourth quarter. Didn't get sacked until the second to last play. Understand how to get rid of the ball. I think he has a good command of our offense, getting us in and out, 
huddle. And those are all things that we can still improve on. So I would just say just the overall quarterback play. I think Jimmy and Brian Hoyer have done an outstanding job with him as well from meetings to practice. You see that now carried over into the field on game day. You're still up on the film as far as uh, Devontae's second half targets. I mean, uh, you mentioned he was a little confused and frustrated. What was, what was your sense watching the film? Yeah, I just, you know, you, you, you like I always say, you try to find the best way you can to get the ball to 17 and 8, right, the main two guys there. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out. Either we miss the throw, we don't see the throw, we don't see the player, uh, or it's, you know, designed for somebody else. A lot of factors go into it, but there's never – a play where we're not looking for 17 for the most part, you know. But obviously, you got to throw to the open receiver, and everything else got to play a part, right? Protection, the reads, things of that nature. So, um, obviously, frustrating for him, frustrating for me, because that's a good football player. You saw how the game started, and we wanted to end that way, and we'll continue to work on that throughout the bye week. Do you think yesterday the <clears throat> offense in the second half struggles was more Kansas City's adjustments or Raiders' failure to execute? You never gonna knock another team, but. It's Raiders. There's open players. Okay. We, we have we have opportunities, I'll say that. But there's opportunities there. The difference in that game, to be honest, you look at the statute, 58 plays, 58 plays, right? Time possession, a minute, give or take. We outrush them almost double. Uh, red zone. They're three for three, we're one for three. Seven explosive plays over 15 for us, 17 for them. They just made them the later part. You know, we start off very hot. We didn't continue that. Um, and, you know, when you play a team like that, they're going to make – the most of their opportunities. And Patrick Mahomes them did that. You know, they did a good job. And when we had them, uh, this happened. Uh, that happened. And that's the difference between winning and losing, man. be honest, you know, three or four plays in a game, especially when you play a clean game like we played yesterday, and there was no turnovers, there was no penalties. It was, it was nothing of that nature. It was just you know, who made Jimmy's and Joe's. I always go back to that, Jimmy's and Joe's. You mentioned uh, the game slowed down for Aiden O'Connell. Then he said it slowed down for us. How much has it slowed down for you as the head coach? Each and every game get better, right? Hopefully. You know, some people say you're getting worse. That's cool. Everybody got an opinion. You know what that is. Um, but for me, overall, just understanding how we operate, working with Pat, working with Tom, being side-by-side -side with Bo, um, working with Matt Sheldon, with the game management, you know, that, that takes time. And I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm racing time now, right? Clock is ticking, right? It's almost over. I get it. But the best part about it, I know whenever this is over, I've gotten better. It'll be a better AP whenever that happens again. So I'm fine with that. You talk about the players, you know, getting healthy and, and, and all that. But what about uh, for you? There's been a lot on your plate, too, uh, yeah. this last month. Uh, what, what happens with Antonio for these next few days? Get right. Got five weeks. Get right. If I don't get right, I have a lot more time off. <laughs> 52 weeks. I could do the math. Antonio, as a first-time head coach, as an interim coach, how tough or how easy is it to come to the decision to release somebody like Marcus Peters and to deal with the team or situation as well? Yeah, it's always difficult when you have to release a player. Like That conversation I don't look forward to. I hate it. To be honest, I hate it. It's not good. It's not a good feeling. Uh, me and MP had some good conversations throughout this entire process. When I was a linebacker coach when he first got here, on and off the field, somebody I respect as a person. I respect what he's done in his game. He's professional, um, but it, it's a business. We're all gonna get cut. We're all gonna get fired. Get hired to get fired, right? So he understands that. I understand that it's part of business that we all hate when it sucks. All right, one more, Hunter. You've seen general managers as a player and as a coach, and Champ believes in you. And I'm just curious, what are your thoughts of him as a general manager and the job he's doing? Well, I, I think it goes hand in hand. 
And if we're not partners in this and walking side by side, that's a problem. And you've seen really good relationships in the NFL from afar. And I think what Champ has done, which I really appreciate, is he has his opinion, he has his thought and his vision, but he brings it to me before he even says it, they ask me moms. And I think if we agree or disagree, we walk out understanding what's best for the organization, what's best for the team, what's best for us. And when you have that, then there's no hidden agenda and everything's out and open. It's black and white. There's no gray in this room. There's no gray in this building. Everybody knows where they stand. Me and Chad know each other stand. We know what the vision and the culture and what we want this to look like for whatever many weeks we got going forward. And we're going to do our damage to make it happen. We'll let the chips fall where they fall at the end of the day. All right. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, 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 Love. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.